at the end of the day, you got to learn how to leverage your resources mm. to get you to that next level. And at the end of the day, if you got that mindset, you'll always figure things out. Yeah. Because 90% of business is done with people. Like yeah. skills is a part of it. I mean, technology and doc, certain things, you got to have like crazy skills. But in real estate, you ain't got to be that smart. No. I don't think you, do you feel like that? Yo, what's good? What's popping? What's popping? It's your boy Abram Mitchell. And you are now tuned in to the Triple M Podcast, where you unlock the secrets of a money-making mindset. So I want you to get ready to level up your real estate game and level up your mindset and get a good look at the inside of a true go-getter. Any guests that we bring on to this podcast show, we ought to make sure that they're a go-getter. We ought to make sure that they have a money-making mindset. We ought to make sure that they align with what we want our viewers to get from this show. So today, I have a special guest with me, my guy, Dolo White. What's good, bro? What's popping? How you feeling? Man, I'm good, man. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate you pulling up, my boy. Maybe. So um, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this episode, man. Dole is... Uh, He's been a radio host at iHeartRadio for what, 12, 13? Hold on, let's try again. 20 years? 22. It'll be 22 in December. Okay, I was yeah. off by a lot. But the point <laughs> I'm making is he a vet in the game. He's <laughs> been so, around uh, for a minute. He's been around for a minute. Um, and he's not just a, a, a radio host. He's also a real estate investor also. So uh, we're going to get the, you know, peel back his overall career just in business um, as an entrepreneur and a radio host at the same time. So, uh Man, how you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm 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 happy to be here. Uh and, and I love everything that you're doing right now, mm -hmm. man. I, I definitely respect everything you're doing for right now for real. I appreciate it, though. Real recognize, real. Yeah, absolutely. So look, man, I wanna get right into it, man. Um, I never interviewed a radio host. Okay. I never interviewed <laughs> one of y'all. I know I've been on your show and right. you interviewed you have. me. But now I'm in the seat where I'm interviewing the the professional interviewer, right. you know. How does it feel to be on the other side of the table? I've been here a couple times in, in, mm -hmm. in a couple different interviews, but I'm always relaxed with it, man. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I have a pretty interesting story, yeah. uh, and I'm always happy to tell it, man. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, like especially in this day and age, it's like seemed like since COVID, like people telling your story just translate open up so much opportunities that a lot of people didn't even realize before the social media influencer it, era, you know? It absolutely does. And I think there's also an aspect of, of people that, that have known your name or known what you've done for a long period of time, mm -hmm. but don't know, you know, the things that you did to get there or even even kind of what you go through now on a daily basis. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Everybody just sees, uh, they see certain successes and things of that nature, but they don't see kind of like, you know, I get stressed out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we start, we'll, we'll get into that later, but like, you know, I'm out, I'm out here people DJing. People live life. Yeah, people live life, man. Like, every every yeah. stress has happened and, and at every level of success that you are. And I, I think mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's always good to to put that kind of human aspect on people because we all go through it. Yep. I, I agree, bro. And, yeah. like, like, one thing I really wanted to ask you is, like, how does it, like, piggybacking off what we just talked about, I feel like you've been, like, a public figure yeah. before it was cool to be a public yeah. figure, you know? <laughs> so, like, how has that transition, you know, because you've been in it before we had Instagrams, Facebook, right. before it was, like, popping, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like it is today. They say, they say in, in radio that, that like, radio hosts are the first influencers. Like, yeah. we were the first, you know what I mean? Like, wherever you grew up, you probably listen to the radio. Before like, TV, you, been, yeah. you had the radio, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, like and, and so now, like, Radio it has changed obviously because of streaming, podcasts, things of that mm -hmm. nature. Um, but having been 
a person that that has been known in this city for a long time. I think, and especially like you see, you know, I got a wife, mm-hmm. a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? And and you see it. I think it's just it projects just like nothing but you know, easy living and happiness all the time, which mm-hmm. is, you know, that's what we put out on social media. Yeah. But like to tell a long form story is is different than that. And you tell mm-hmm. that the ebbs and flows of life. And mm-hmm. and when one thing goes up, you know, when, when the family thing is working perfectly and we're working perfectly as a yeah. unit, maybe the money thing is it's I'm love. getting stressed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like so. So it's ebbs and flows of everything. And, mm-hmm. and I'm always happy to talk about those things and be open about them. So like, did you notice like, the change is coming, like the opportunity early, like before other people, because the streaming world got got popular. What within the last five, five, ten five years, years, five, five years, like yeah, and, and podcasting as well. Yeah, um, man, it's it, it's it's kind of crazy because I saw that. I remember when I was in college was when they had Napster. I don't know if you're familiar with nah, Napster. I don't even know what that Na- is. Napster <laughs> was like the first place you could go and and download a song. Okay, and um. And so, like, living in that, from that Napster time where you're like, this isn't going to work. And mm. then, like, you saw what happened to Napster. Napster ended up having to to basically fail because record labels was like, you're giving away our music. You yeah. cannot do that. Okay. And to see it come to, to where it is now where that's what it is. You subscribe to Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, whatever it is. Is it like a SoundCloud, Napster? It, uh, I kind I've of. I've never heard of it. It's I just ain't. you would go and you would like type in the name of the song and an artist, and then okay. you would download it. It would take a long time to download it because uh-huh. internet wasn't as yeah. fast as. It. But like you could have any record you wanted, mm-hmm. and this is back. I mean, I'm I'm DJing back then. Did you pay for the download? Was it like did no, it no, no, no. It was free. Everything so it was on Napster, like one of the first forms of the, streaming, then. and that's yes, and that's why Napster got popped. You okay. know what I'm saying? Napster yeah. got popped because record labels was like, no, we're not. Y'all doing not this. paying enough. And now you look around 20, 30 years later and you're like, this is the only way that it is. And like, yeah. if, you, if you told a kid that grew up today that they had to, uh, they couldn't download their music or they couldn't listen to something for free, they'd look at you crazy. crazy. Like, that's that's not a thing anymore. But yeah. I, I, I mean, seeing it from where it started with, from the Napster days and where it is now is, is insane, man. It's, it's really mind-blowing. To I think you start, like I think you kind of start seeing it. I think for, for me, it may have been... 05, 06, 07, when DJs, we, we started using Serato instead of vinyl records. Like, okay. I was carrying around, when I started my career, I was carrying around, you know, 8, 10, 13 crates of records mm-hmm. every time I went in, into a club and DJed. And then, you know, 05, 06, 07, Serato comes around and kind of changes that to where you're using a laptop now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think at that point, you start looking at it and you see, all right, this is this is different. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to I don't have to carry, you know, 10 crates of records with me yeah. anymore. Uh, eventually, this is going to be this is going to be moved on to the consumer, not just the DJs. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 I don't think that's surprising from that point, but it's surprising from the Napster days where mm-hmm. where everybody was freaking out about it. You know and, I mean? and I remember like, cause I, I I'm like I'm I'm born in '98, so okay, like, that was like, like right around Napster, half. like yeah, <laughs> exactly. We like half and half. So I remember the days where. You you know you had to buy an album. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, we was, you bought CDs, yeah. We had to burn this, but yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I knew that that's mostly how you got music. You couldn't get it for free. Right. You know what I mean? This before YouTube was popping yeah. like that and all that. And it's crazy that you say the record label stopped it. Oh, they was they was not because going with that. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, Oh, it was a great idea. But let we me need go to, do it yeah, now. You know, because exactly. it's like when you look at the 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 uh streaming world you know you look at uh it relates to business yeah i mean it is business but it relates to like you could think of uh 
crypto. Mm-hmm. You know, the the the, the 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 purpose of cryptocurrency is to decentralize banks and finances right. and everything. And now you see the crypto market crashing. But really, what's going on is that all of the the the, the centralized yeah. government. Now they're coming in and they want to get their hand into it. They're going to figure out a way to make their money. So they could control yeah. it. So same thing with, uh, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. They they on strike right now because they're getting pennies. Yeah. Everything everything changes, man. In, yeah. in, in the streamer world, I think there might be, I want to say there was, there was, there might, maybe there's less money in there now. It's less. Yeah. I would for think the, so. For the, the for the the person that's making the product, yeah. the actual rappers, yeah, and they're yeah. starting to figure it out now. So it's like, I even came up. I, re- I remember when rappers were chasing ringtones. Yeah, ringtones Soulja was like Boy the thing. Yeah, that. like that yeah. was the that was the the they were chasing ringtones, mm-hmm. and that was the main thing. And it's kind of like it, the the ringtone thing reminds me of what TikTok is now. Like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of artists are trying to make TikTok records so they can go. They go Bottom. crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, ringtones was the same thing. You wanted to make a record that you mm. could sell, you know, millions of ringtones on, and that's how you were getting paid back then. Um, but these artists, they not banking off the the streaming money. They just banking off the popularity so they can get booked for more shows. Show money is where it's at. I remember yeah. I, I had a uh, had an interview one time with with Boosie, and I remember Boosie told me I was like I was Shout like out to the boot. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like I remember I asked him. I'm like because I was I was like how do you he he wouldn't have a record out, and he would come to Nashville, and he would sell everything out, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, "How are you selling all this out?" He was like, "I have real fans, like people mm-hmm. really, like I have real fans, and as long as I have real fans, I can always make money because they they go support you. He's gonna support you no matter what. Influence, yeah. You know, and I think um, nowadays it's harder for rappers to build a real fan base. Yeah. Just because you could post something, it goes viral mm-hmm. on the Instagram or the the, the streaming world. But that don't make you no money. That right. make all the everybody else money. The the yeah. late, the people that own it, you know, right. the people that own Spotify, Universal. Right. I saw something yesterday. Universal make fifty M's a day. I'm, I'm sure they do. Fifty million dollars yeah. a day. So it's like, what is a song really worth? Like, why are y'all paying rappers like what four, four a million um, views on YouTube right. is like four thousand bucks? But that's also why <laughs> you see artists like like in Nashville. We have Lido. Like Lido mm-hmm. is an independent artist, and Lido mm-hmm. is straight. You know what I'm saying? Like he making he all made, his he money. made everything uh, merch make money off of everything, man. He mm. just his show money he books his own tours. Like I like I like he he's mapped out his own tours before. Like I'm gonna go to this market, this market, this market. Did all the leg work himself, but he also brought home all the money. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Shout out Lido, man. Nah, man, yeah, that's my crazy, guy. bro. That's interesting because I think you know just like what we see going on in the the uh, the automotive world with the mm-hmm. strike. Uh, you see it going on in the the acting world in Hollywood. They on strike. I don't know. I mean, the rappers I, might be the next ones that yeah. go on strike and be like, "Y'all gonna have to pay us." Y'all a gonna pay us. Cut. And they probably because y'all making billions off our music. Yeah. You are getting this ad like you are getting billions off of it. And, and I think there's nothing. I also think there's a movement, especially here in America, where where we've seen from from the time like I was a kid, or even when my parents were kids or, or younger adults, that like it's getting harder and harder to. Uh, make it here like the mm-hmm. when i was growing up it was it was um go to college get a job out of college get a starter position you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and you'll be able to pay all your bills and you'll move up throughout throughout life and, and in my instance that has happened but it's it's not that for kids that are getting out of college now no like you're gonna end up paying back you know what i'm saying 200 grand at least in student yeah. loans and then you're gonna get a job that starts at 30 40 50 grand mm-hmm. and 
that 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 math don't work you know what i'm saying and and so like i think that thing math that math ain't mathing <laughs> at all bro like me it, when i was in college bro i was like nah this ain't nah, yeah and and, ain't and when i was in college like my student loans they're paid off like yeah. you know what i'm saying like i only uh i was lucky because my, my grandfather paid most of most of my college i only took out a loan i think one or two semesters but mm-hmm. either way like it wasn't what it is now bro mm-hmm. like it wasn't what it is now like inflation Inflation is ridiculous. Inflation is crazy, but like if you look at like like things like minimum wage and, and what you pay the average worker, those things have, have stayed stagnant while profits have inflated. And, yeah. and you know, the CEOs of these companies are getting paid a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are. They are. And they printed a whole lot more money. And yeah. And, and, and you know, uh again, back to the the the, the age we end of social media and mm-hmm. influence, it has driven the consumer side of America. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have more consumers than than ever, and everyone's driven about buying things that don't make them money. Nah. You know what I'm saying? And there's only the top 10% that is selling everything to the consumers. Right. You know? So that's one thing I can say about myself that I've always been pretty good about. I mean, I, I was I was I made some dumb decisions in my younger days, but like uh ever since I started like buying ever since I bought my first house, uh mm-hmm. everything what I spent my money on has always been things to improve that house that I bought. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I've always been like real obsessed with that and mm-hmm. not necessarily going out and, and getting the latest clothes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'll shop mm-hmm. at Target and H and M and shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not rolling to the to the but Louis store and spending my money. Habits. That's not my thing. That's millionaire habits. You know what I mean? <laughs> at the end of the day, like if you don't if you're not good with money when you don't have money, then what yeah. you think you go do it with what's, it when you get it? What's, you know? what's wild about it is this is like I'm just naturally like that. Like I never thought about it okay. in in that in that yeah. sense that I'm putting money into an asset rather mm-hmm. than I'm putting money into something that doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I never that never even clicked. It was just naturally like mm-hmm. I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to redo my bathroom, so I redid it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's something that you like. That's something already. that I liked. Yeah. So I'm happy we on that topic yeah. now because that's that's the thing that I want to talk about too. So I mean you. Been in radio, you started that 22 years ago. It's 20, what, 2001. Yeah. Um, and you've grown in that career now. So, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure shit, they're going to put you in the Hall of Fame. Nah, I hope so. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was I actually, I was nominated for the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame this past year. Okay. I didn't make it, but I was nominated. So okay, it was dope. Nice. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It. I you know, so. It's coming. So, um, what, like, what sparked that real estate interest? You know, because you're making money in the radio game. You know, and then you probably was like, look, I need to do something with this. So what? It was trial and error, man. I remember, okay. so I was, uh, I they were turning, me and my partner school moved up here, and we took this job in 2001, and we we moved in an apartment together. We were roommates uh, okay. off of the river downtown in Nashville here. Okay. Um, and Where you from? Where I'm you from, from Atlanta originally. All right, cool. Yeah, I grew up in Clayton County. And, All right, uh, so you moved here in I moved 01. Here, 01 for, for the job. job. All yeah. right, cool, got you. For the job. And then... Um, so they they were they were basically like we're kicking everybody out and we're gonna turn these into condos once mm-hmm. your lease is up, this okay. is over. Um, and so I, I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna try to buy a house. Yeah. And so I looked at a spot in Antioch. And I had a couple deals that fell through, and then I was like, well, why don't I just stay here and buy one of these? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 650 square feet. It was a small one bedroom apartment right okay. on the river though. Beautiful location. Uh, like, I mean, you open my my back sliding glass door like. The Cumberland, Cumberland River is right okay. there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You come out my front, the Batman building is right there. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so that's I'm, back when it was only the Batman building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that, was yeah. The, that was the skyline, the, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I, I bought that 
and uh, it was $110,000. Okay. Which is unheard of now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 110,000 yeah. downtown Cumberland. Co- right. Yeah, it was yeah. it was crazy. And then uh, how you bought it? Was it like a bank loan? It was How'd a bank you? loan. It was a bank loan, and that was back when they did eighty twenty loans because this was before the mortgage crisis. Okay. So before the mortgage crisis, they gave me they they um I had one loan, one mortgage for eighty percent of it, and then okay. the other mortgage was twenty percent, which was basically the down so you payment. had a hundred percent loan. I had a hundred percent loan. Yeah. And back in the day, you probably thought hundred yeah. percent loan. Yeah. They love me like yeah. they're trying to take care of me. Huh? But but that that was the way back then, and <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the things during the housing crisis that may have gotten kind of. Popped. I don't know much about mortgages back there. They were just like, look, you qualify. This is what your mortgage is going to be. And I remember my mortgage was a little higher because there was two of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was paying an 80 and a 20. Um, but I think maybe like a year later after that, uh, I had enough equity in it to finance out of it okay. and just have an 80% one. Or one 80% loan. Right. Okay. Um, and and that's basically that. a way to get you in. Like just for our viewers that don't understand, uh, back in the day, I mean, at the end of the day, America's number one product is money. They yeah. sell money. So yeah. when they found out, okay, cool, we could sell money and make interest. They went a little crazy. It, then let's get them these properties with no money down. Mm-hmm. And it's imaginary money. Like the bank, they, yeah. it's imaginary money. Yeah. They're using money we deposited into there or money that they borrowed from the Fed at yeah. negative or 0% interest rates. So the point is now they, they just want to get the interest payments off of these houses mm-hmm. and now that you're over leveraged on the home and then you get to a point like the 08 crisis where right. it's like, OK, now let's take all these houses back and sell them again and start that process right. over. So you you don't rarely see loans like that. Nah. Again, Not, because they're probably illegal now. Yeah, I believe. yeah it like, is. I don't think you can do that anymore. But they're doing it in a different way now. And I'm that's sure they crazy. Are. Like now in 2023, you seeing Zillow, Amazon's mm-hmm. offering like one percent down mortgages. Wow. And, and just think about it like this. Like, I was talking to somebody last week, and I'm like, bro, when has capitalism been on the consumer side? It's never. Like, you think Zillow, Amazon, these banks are like, how can we service them? No. So if they're saying, okay, we're going to give you a loan where you only have to put down 1% or it's a 100% loan, you need to think about what's the catch. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't capitalize off of it, but understand that. <laughs> My mom always told me if it <laughs> sounds too good to be true, it probably is. It's always a catch. Yeah, it's always a catch. And but I got know. lucky, though. I was able mm. to, to finance out of mine. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, that's good. Yeah. You was one of the lucky ones because a lot yeah. of people, yeah. you probably got some friends. Maybe your boy that moved with you. Did he keep his, did he buy a property? He didn't. He okay, didn't. Okay, cool. Nah, 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 nah. But a lot of people lost their properties in 08. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And and to make it even worse was in uh, after the 08, crisis we're still in recovery the economy still in recovery so mm-hmm. 2010 the the nashville flood happens okay. i'm on the second floor the flood like i said i'm right on the river the flood mm-hmm. took out the entire first floor of this building okay so then at this point this property is not worth it's barely worth what i pay for it at 110 so the now you got had, a loan now i got a loan for 110, 110 and i'm basically breaking even on it right now you know what i'm saying so um I, at that point in 2010 uh we were doing we were doing this party on Thursday nights uh, at, at a spot called Karma, and it okay. was it was the biggest party in the city. It's a legendary party, man. Shout out to anybody that rocked with me back in the Karma days. You changed I heard my about life. Limelight, Limelight, yeah, Limelight was a little bit after Karma, but Karma, okay. Karma, and my before that were what were what me, Scoob, and my guy Box did okay. for for years, and Deshaun, and and we just had a whole crew out there. Um, but I mean, we we did this party, and the party changed my life, man. I'm I'm making like. Like real money for the first time. Wasn't back in the day you was tapped in with Drake now? 
when Drake no, no, used no, to. Just Drake came like I okay. I've never met Drake a day in okay. my life. If you mention my name to Drake, you would not William. know me. That was Will. Somebody Where, was so so. With what Drake. it was was Drake twice stopped by that party at Karma. Oh, okay. So that's a party you was throwing. It was a party I'm throwing, and he comes through twice. And, and, and it was some people Drake that was Drake. No, no, no. It was he was Drake. Oh, he was. Drake. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was Drake. No, no, he was Drake. Okay. He was Drake. Cause okay. like I remember like Karma. Like I, I remember I was DJing at night at Karma, and Drake comes through, and he's in the VIP, which is all the way over to the left. Okay. And the whole club was packed, but mm. it would look. Like everybody shifted left. Yeah. And this side of the club was empty and everybody was just trying to get a look at Drake. Yeah. Like it was, it was a wild, it was a wild night. But he came yeah. to that and then he came uh, a couple years later uh to to our party. We moved the party from Karma to Mai to Mai. Okay. And he came to that too. Like he I think he performed at Vanderbilt that night and then came through afterwards. Just Okay. Just yeah, came. Nah, like, I don't know the man. I he just came. Imagine you know Drake being in Nashville. I yeah. know William said he bought Drake out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So Will knew Will knew Tez, who was Drake's uh, okay, manager gotcha. at that time, and, and right. they came through. Will's the only person that night at Karma. Will's the only person I got a that got a pick with him. You, but you was managing. So you I, was, was, I was. That was my part. I was. We were the promoters. Like I okay. was promoter and I DJ that and party. You was so. managing Will though, right? Because yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. That's where the connection come at then. Because you was managing Will. Yeah, Will had the relationship with Tez, so he got to meet Drake. When Drake through, yeah. Okay, dope. So, so you say y'all was throwing the party. We were throwing the party, and I, I was I was making money I was, for like real money. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying for the first time. And um, I looked around, and, and I had seen it. I think on Facebook maybe or something like that. I had seen these these um, houses that were being built, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, these are my. This is like it's like modern architecture. It had a rooftop deck. And this is before. Y'all builders was putting rooftop yeah. decks on everything yeah. in Nashville. This you was know, like that's my, that's nobody my had signature right nobody now. had a rooftop deck in Nashville at this time. Like mm-hmm. it was like three buildings maybe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, man. And then I forgot about them. And then a couple months later, I happened to be riding on on Second Avenue South, and I I, I saw them. Like those are those things. And then it was like open house. It happened to be an open house the same time I was there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna pull around. I'm gonna go to this open house. So I walked in, and the second I walked in, I was like. I don't know how. I don't know if I qualify. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy this house. Okay. And I figure it out. I'm gonna figure it figure out, bro. It like out, I, yeah. there's there's gotta be a way. Die by that, bro. Yeah. Like out. I was like, I'm I'm buying this house. So like, mm-hmm. I um I talked to the I talked to the real estate agent and um, he was like, all right, cool. And I was like, I'm gonna sell my crib. I'm gonna buy that one. And then like my crib was on the market for like the 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 one bedroom was on the market for for like a week or two. And then he was like. Hey man, the uh, the owner of the development, the developer, wants to come see your unit. He might buy it, and then y'all just kind of trade out. And I was like, the one that built the, the one that built the the houses that I wanted to buy was interested in possibly buying my unit. unit. Right. He was just trying to get get rid of those. So ended up. I wonder is, why he wanted to buy your unit though. You well now now like I get it. Now you know. Now I know. <laughs> keep going. Now I get keep it. going. All right. Keep now going, I get man. it. But you know what I'm saying and. And so uh, I was like, cool. I just wanted a bigger crib. Like this crib was was uh, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, rooftop deck. Mm-hmm. Perfect for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm single at a time. Um, and so like we ended up kind of swapping houses. Like he bought mine. I ended up breaking even on it, uh, which still hurts me to this day. But we'll get mm-hmm. we'll get around to that. Uh, and then um, I bought his. Okay. Uh, and so like I'm happy. Like I got what I wanted. Right. Like mm-hmm. I still had no no thoughts of. Like, How much you bought his for? Two ten. Okay. Two ten. Yeah, no, no. You got <laughs> I, yeah. 
Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's love. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's worth that's a lot dope. more than that now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. dope. That's so, dope. So I bought it for 210 and I'm I'm just like, yo, this is going to be my crib. I, di- I didn't think I would ever get married at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was just going to be like a single. Weekend. Yeah, I was going to be a single dude. It's like a bachelor pad, man. It was perfect. Um, six months later, I met my wife, but you know, that is yeah. what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and so like uh, my wife ended up moving in with me. Uh, my my partner school. So, so yeah, 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 saw the, saw I'm with the dude that it. got one of the yeah, only yeah, rooftops yeah. in Nashville right now. <laughs> nah, she she ain't like that. But, I, but I, I know when when she came and she saw it was a nice, clean, yeah. kept house. It's just you know it didn't it didn't hurt my chances. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, it what definitely mean? Like, ain't hurt. It didn't hurt my chances. It, it definitely chances was like, oh, he, he's yeah, not like, like he's, the other he's, ones. Yeah, yeah, he's doing. Yeah, he's got some got some going for himself. So I remember. I remember when, when we figured out we were going to get married, I looked around at this three-bedroom. It's kind of like a town that's connected up at, on, on the back end, you know what I'm saying? And mm. I was like, if we're going to have a family, if I'm going to do this family thing, like we need something a little bit bigger. We need to have a yard. We had a dog, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. a big dog, too. He's like 130 pounds at the time. And um, I was like, we, we need to figure out how to, how to build something bigger. And okay. she was like, okay. She wasn't even like thinking about it like mm. that. I'm like... But I'm I was thinking ahead for some reason. I'm like, even if it's like years ahead, like we ain't even married yet. And I'm like, we need to, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we're we're gonna need to get out of this house at some point. And so uh we f- we ended up going through. I, I remember I left a letter in everybody in that neighborhood's bo- mailbox that, ha- that owned a house or land in there, like, mm-hmm. I'd like to buy your house. Kind of, I mean, almost like what we like, well, like what you yeah, do, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like you want to buy a property, I'm trying go to, to the people that own it, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, so so I'm like, and I, we had we finally found a lot. Um, and it was it was I'm happy you said that, bro. Hold on. <laughs> You heard this man said what year this was? This was 2013, 2014, maybe 2013, 2014. Yeah. You want to buy a crib, you wanted to get into another deal, mm-hmm. and you just took it upon yourself, like, look, I'm about to go put some mailers in people's mailbox. And that's, I mean, it sounds so simple, but that's what it takes. Like, of course, in 2023, we got phone systems, we got yeah. texting systems, we could do a lot more. But at the end of the day, once you make that decision, Go direct the seller. I mean, we're in a world where there's so many ways we could communicate and contact people. It's as simple as contacting someone, having a conversation, finding out if they want to sell their property, mm-hmm. and seeing if you can make a deal work, if you could solve a problem. And what's, simple. what's wild is the, the, the original property we we're going to buy, okay. um, I, found the, I found the owners on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I shot them a Facebook message like, yeah. hey, I want to buy your lot power of social media and they, and yeah right and they, they shot me back a price and i was like it's, it was perfect um we get all the way up to it we're about to close on it and there was a the, the title wasn't clear what had happened was there was a there was a home on that lot originally and it had burned down and the uh owners claimed that they had clear title to it mm-hmm. the bank claimed that they had clear title to it but nobody actually had clear title to it mm. So, so it was just like it was like fixed. lost. It was just like oh, they called just it. Had to walk. They called it a zombie property. Yeah. Mm. And so the the lot next to me, next to the, next to that one, which was this lot was thirty three feet wide. The other lot was fifty feet lot wide. We wanted that. We wanted the other lot because we wanted that extra. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Seventeen feet or whatever. We're living downtown. Like every inch of yard counts. counts. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. if you if you want to have it some does. kind of yard, you know what I mean? So. Um, but we ended up buying the lot next door, the 33 foot lot, for uh, 10 grand. 
Okay, so you bought your neighbor's lot for ten. We, we bought we bought the the lot next door to the lot we wanted to buy for ten grand. So yes. was it next door to you? No, no, no. Oh, this was the down the street. Side. This is down the street from okay. where I'm. Li- I'm still living in in the the spot with the with the rooftop deck at this okay. point. Okay, gotcha. and we're about to start building this other spot. Okay, and so uh, I went back to the builder that built the, that bought my my crib, and um, we built our home. You know what I mean? Okay. And it took a long time, yeah. and it was a lot of ups and downs. It was a uh, you you know this as a builder, like if you go in and build a home that you built a hundred times, like you can have that thing, you know, everything that's going to go up in it. This was a custom build. So it was okay. different. You so know what y'all I'm saying? Was back and forth, back and forth. Wife all was like, I yeah, want the kitchen. Yeah. We got to do this. And it, so it was, you. it was a custom build. So it took a while, man, bro. How do you, like, what was going through your mind? Like to build a property, build a house. Like, did you, were you nervous? Like knowing that you was about to put a, that amount of loan into your name and, when did I, you know Nashville? Like, I did, did you know. see Nashville? I saw I saw the neighborhood and I knew the neighborhood. I I thought if this neighborhood is gonna I, and, and we're in like Chestnut Hill, Wedgwood Houston area. And I, I remember thinking if this neighborhood does anything like what Germantown did or 12 South did or anything remotely near that, I you thought we were, we, were, we were making a good investment. Okay, right? so I didn't think it would be the investment that we made. I'm be made. honest with you. I thought it was a solid investment. Yeah. I didn't know it would be, be like crazy. But you can't bank off a home runs you know what i'm you saying can. they just kind of i thought i thought it was it. solid i thought eventually this neighborhood will be mm-hmm. something better than it is now and, and i saw little little bit of evidence around that as, as the neighborhood was gone but even the street that we built our home on we were the first house new new build there it was an okay. empty lot like it was 100 feet of empty lot and mm-hmm. we were the first we we're the first new build on that street and so i remember thinking like where we were before that was the main street all the all of the 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 houses were being um, renovated and mm-hmm. knocked down and built up. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't. And you saw, so they were doing it on other streets. They're doing it, just not on not on the and so on on the street that on the same street that I was on with, with the house with the rooftop deck. But this is a couple of streets behind that. Okay. So you know what I'm saying? So I'm like a couple of streets over. I'm like, I wonder if this house is gonna. I wonder if this is how long this is gonna take. Mm-hmm. It didn't take long at all. Like mm-hmm. we went up and then yeah. like everything kind of like dominoes fell, especially like. 2018 to 2021, 2022. It went crazy. And that's why I tell people, like, man, the principles are the principles. Like, if you want to get into development or if you want to put your money, like what you did, invest into a certain neighborhood or a certain area, look at what's around you. You know what I'm saying? You mentioned 12 South. You mentioned Germantown. Right. These are neighborhoods that's not far from from where you at. No. You know what I mean? So if you see... The, you see it going on right next door to you. Okay, maybe I can't get in right. at this price point because it's already kind of a little priced out for mm-hmm. me. But let me go ahead and get into this area that's close because chances are they're going to run out of space here and they're going to move right over and, to the next one. And you, you know, know what, man? Shout out to my wife, too, because I was like, uh, let's, just, let's just sell and move to East Nashville. Okay, because East was already East going, was already go- going, going up. up. And she was like, I don't want to live in East Nashville. She was like, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to leave this neighborhood just because it's so close geographically to everything. I want to stay here in the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. We'll stay here Good in the neighborhood. Decision, and I was like, I was like, that was brilliant. <laughs> you made a decision you're going to marry. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I was like, yo, like that was a, that was a, when I think back on it, like I was the one that was like, let's, let's go. But she yeah. was like, no, like, I want, I want to stay in this neighborhood. And I'm like, okay. cool. So we, we built the house and when it came time to, um, 
to to finance out of the construction loan and then back into two loans because what we did was you know we had the construction loan on on the crib on uh, with, with with the rooftop that we were living in and then the land to to build it uh and then we had to get out of that and go into two separate loans and so i was like why don't we keep this and rent it out and she was like she didn't want to do that at first so we tried to sell it and the only offers we had were from investors Mm-hmm. Like nobody wanted to buy the crib and live in it. Okay. Everybody wanted to buy it and rent it out. But I can't sell to you because the the HOA. Like so, as yeah. an investor, like uh, you have to live there for a year before you're able to okay uh, a- able to able to rent it out. And so I'm like, look, we ain't I know some it. investors that bought some properties not knowing that. Yeah, and that's some game you just dropped, bro. Like, yeah. pay attention to the HOA, man. Pay attention before you buy a property. Uh, to the HOA because the HOA could stop you from renting it out from Airbnb and like they, make sure you pay attention to that. They they won't let me Airbnb it now. Yeah. Exactly. And if I did ridiculous. Oh my God. I'm yeah. making a killing right now. But yeah. I mean HOA laws can change. That can mm. change at some yes. point. You know what I'm saying? So I'm holding out and hoping that one day it does because yeah. I'll be doing really well over there mm-hmm. if it if it does, right? Yeah. But uh so I was, so we ended up keeping it and we ended up renting it out. Okay. And uh and that was our home for a while. Like we were on thirty the the thirty three foot lot, and um, we always talked about. I was like, uh, how so you c- kept the other home and you got the home that and you I got built. the and and the home that we built. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So at this point, you didn't did three real estate deals. Right. You bought an apartment. Yeah. Then you bought a new build from another guy. Right. Then you said, all right, I'm gonna build my own house. Right. All right. And, and I kept and leads. I kept and and when I when I went back and I looked at kind of what those homes on on Riverfront were worth at that time. I was like, I don't want to sell sell this cuz I, I sold that and that was a mistake cuz now mm-hmm. that that home that I bought for 110 is worth over 400 now. And you can Airbnb it. And 600 so like square feet. 650 square feet on a river is worth over 400 grand now. But I mean that's so they the sell learning for. lesson, you know. Yeah, that's and that's and that's the one lesson. that I'm like no matter what, man, like I'm going to hang on as much as I can. Like unless mm. I absolutely have to sell something, I'm going to hang on to it. Exactly. Uh, until until I'm ready to just sit down and retire, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So um so the one that you still own the one the first one to this day? The not the one that I bought for 110, no. No, the 210. The two, the 210, yeah, I still own that. What's that one worth? That uh 556 somewhere right. in there. <laughs> So I mean, you'd have paid it. I mean, how long has been? Ten years. So I mean, it's been ten years. I did. I did end up uh, taking a little bit of cash out of it in 2021 to buy some extra extra land on our uh, uh, on our home. Which I was that's to, the purpose of owning assets, right? You know, you exactly. And that's and that's yeah. why I say like if things ever get bad, like so I will let I'll go I'll go through this next this next real estate one and and then we can kind of touch on that. But um, what we ended up doing with our land is. Um, the the person somebody ended up buying that lot next to us the the original one we wanted to buy uh, a builder went in with lawyers and paid off the bank and paid off the owner and got clear title to it okay. he sat on it for a couple of years and then sold it he he's bought it for like sixty grand I think mm-hmm. uh, I think he sold it for like two eighty three something I think like that I know who we talked about who yeah it yeah, was. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he he just yeah. sat he just bought it mm-hmm. to buy it sat on it and then flipped it for. Two hundred grand that's profit. Them zoning laws change. Yeah, so you could it's it, they slap that R six over there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, the the crazy thing there's a, there's a builder in my neighborhood, good dude too. His name is Josh, and um, I was out walking my dog one day, and I saw Josh, and my wife and I had talked about like maybe knocking down uh, our garage and then building up a garage that has like an in law suite or like a um, 
something we could Airbnb or something that like if we have guests come in because our house is just three bedrooms, two baths. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we have a kid, family coming in, like just some extra space. How can we get it out of this small lot, out of this? And so I talked to Josh for a minute and he was like, I don't know that you'd be able to put another. I don't know if it'd be. I don't know if the land would, uh, if the zoning laws would allow you to to put another building on your property, but I'll check. And um, man, I think it was like two days later he called me. He was like, "What if you bought, you know, fifteen extra feet, and then your lot became big enough to put another structure on?" I'm like, "That's great." And he was like, "I know the guys that bought it, and they could only put the lot next door was fifty feet, right? Uh, I'm sorry, it was actually my bad. It was it was." 100 feet total between the two lots. That lot was like 66. Mine was 33 feet wide, right? Okay. So they were like, they could only put two houses on that, whether it's 66 feet wide or 50 feet wide. Yeah. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. So he was like, would you want to buy like 17 extra feet and make your lot 50 feet, their lot 50 feet? And I was like, yes. And so we we came up with a price. It was a little more than I wanted to pay, honestly, but it was also kind of fair, like when I did the mathematics of what they paid How for. How much it, you bought it for? I think I bought it for like sixty. You bought a pad in Nashville for sixty yeah. grand. All right, so you're making me feel better about yes, it. Yeah, you can right. build. That's like buying a lot for sixty to yeah. build a house on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for to us, it was like it was 16, 17 yeah. feet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. but it was what it was. And, and you said earlier, yeah, it's a game of inches downtown. Yeah, it is a game Those of inches. inches. Now I get a whole nother property. Yeah, that's even. I'm gonna let you get into it. Yeah, even more equity. So 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 what we did was we ended up we bought that we bought that and then we um built up a three-car garage on top of the three-car garage. The three-car garage is separated into a two-car garage for us and a one-car garage for guests. So there's a wall in between the two garages. So, like, if mm. we have, like, guests or whatever, I've they're not. There. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So if we're not, you know, if we're not, uh, the guests don't see us, we're not in the garage, we're not all in the same space, right? Mm. Uh, and then on top of that is the apartment. It's a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment. It's small. It's probably seven, 800 square feet, something like that. And on top of that, we put an office for my wife and a studio for me. Um and that went on for a long I mean, the building process, man, is is stressful, especially it's stressful anyway. I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. But when you're living on the property that's being built, that's like being it's built. different. It's a different type of stress. Um, what did you learn from your first build that you bought into this second build? Because now you're doing doing it again. So if, obviously you, I don't know. I, I would say it was less I would say financing was less stressful because I remember okay. I remember being stressed, like, there's no way they're going to let me borrow this much money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah. you look at that that number, and you're like, they're not going to – nobody's going to tell me yes. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. You can have this kind of money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think the financing aspect of it was a little less stressful, although this bill did take a longer time than what we needed it to or wanted it to originally. So I had to go back and refinance it a couple of times. We had to um, – had to ask for more money once or mm-hmm. twice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, was, it was stressful, man. And mm-hmm. those things get stressful – uh, and then in the middle of that, the interest rates go up. Okay. So, I mean, this thing's being built. So you had to modify it after the interest rate went no, up? I'm not necessarily for that loan, but for when we came out of it, okay. the interest rates were way, way higher. Than, yeah. And so, like, my, my original budget and my original, like, what we're going to bring in on this, you know, short-term rental. It changed out the water, blown mm. out the water, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally, you know, what I mean? like I was, I thought I'd be paying X amount of dollars for my home and for this back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought I'd be bringing X amount of dollars in from the Airbnb. Like it blew my budget out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
equity wise, doing great. Yeah, doing nah, great. You got some good cash wise. Yeah, yeah, cash mm-hmm. wise. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm back out here, uh, doing what I need to do to mm-hmm. to to make sure all of these places are, are, are are up and running and still in my name, right? Because they're assets. They're assets, man. And yeah. so, like, and that's what I said, like, man, if I got to go out and I got to DJ for prices that I don't really DJ for no more, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it to, to hold on to this. If that's what I have to do right now, I'm going to do yeah, it. Exactly. And that's kind of where I am, and that's 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 what I'm doing right now. Uh, the, and that's that attitude to have, though, yeah. back to that figure-it-out attitude and, yeah. and get it done because you just got to understand that, I mean, all businesses cycles, real estate yeah. cycles. I read something the other day. Just look at business and real estate and whatever, just like the four seasons, they're cycles. But at the end of the day, you figure out how to get through that cycle. The other side is always going to be better because interest rates, yeah, they they're going to drop. They're going to drop. They're going to drop. And as soon as they do, I'm yeah. I'm fine. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you as soon as they do, I'm getting it. a raise. Exactly. Uh, you know, there, there's some other things on, on my nine to five that, that changed a little bit and I brought in less money. So it's kind of like the perfect storm, but like, I'm not mad at it right now. Cause mm. I know, I know what it is that I'm doing this for. And I know that those, those better days are coming. I think, I think back in the day, man, it's just ebbs and flows of life and money, man. It's yeah. just like, it comes and it goes. And when it's gone, what are you going to do about it? And right now, I'm out here spinning records again. You know what I'm saying? Doing what that I got to do. to you, though. Yeah. That, that, that's you. You know what I'm saying? I like, have that skill that I can always you... go back to. Exactly. I can always go back to, to spinning these records again. And if yeah. I got to do it, I'm going to do it. And you said uh, a skill. Yeah. You would never. Once you have a skill, yeah. you could never be out the game. Nah, exactly. Even if you go down to zero, hey, at least I have something. I have something that I can make money that's profitable. So, like, right. before we get, get to wrapping up here, I want to ask you, like, what you got to say to people that have a nine to five and want to get into real estate? You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of people that have W-2 income and don't realize how much the banks actually value W-2 yeah. income. So can you talk to them about how you, we've already talked about it, how you use Bruh, your W-2 income uh, to build it, I still equity. use my I still use my, my W-2 income, Because your right? net worth is up there yeah. now with these yeah. real estate like, properties, I mean, you know? You, so. Banks will give you money. Yes. Like, I think a lot of us, and, and this goes back to even like um, with my STR permit, I think we think things are a lot harder than what they are a lot of times, mm-hmm. and they're not. They're not. Like, I mean, I remember stressing out whether or not I'm going to get this loan for, for for the house that we built, and there it wasn't, it wasn't it's that stressful. It's easier for W-2 yes. to get a loan than W-9. Like, yes. They're like, listen, I know you're employed. I ain't got to worry about iHeartRadio. Yeah. They just go pay you, and they go pay their taxes. Right. Let exactly. me get this man this loan. Are you making enough money monthly to pay me my bill back? Yeah, you and, know? and it's we make things out to be a lot harder than they are, and but you don't know that you don't know that that's true until you actually do it. Ask questions. It's, ask questions, man. Do something with your equity. Uh, even now, like like my wife and I talk. Like I have enough equity in in that house with the rooftop, the the, the original house that we started this with, to pay off the back house. And that's always in the back. I I have that card. I can play at any time. Like if cash gets that bad can for I me, give you some advice. Right, don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm not. I, I don't. That's that's because what you did is you leveraged that equity. Like let me let me break down the game for you. Okay, you got a W two income that could get you a loan and get you inside of a real estate right. property. That you did it in Nashville. You know Nashville yeah. is a once in a lifetime market. Man, but again, hundreds of thousands up. of equity. <laughs> yeah. Then you use that equity to build another property. Yeah. Now you have two properties 
what, three now? Three now, yeah. That's compounded in equity. So now you can roll that equity between all three, three of those properties into one loan and then use that money to now get three more properties. And that's right. the whole game yeah. of it. And you got to start it somewhere. Right. But now people don't understand, owning a property, you could get cash flow, mm-hmm. you get equity, and I don't even know if you know about this, you get tax cuts from owning properties. I know I get... Uh, I. I I hand everything over to my my CPA at the end of the year. Let me put I, you on game. Go bro. for it, man. It's something called a I'm cost here. segregation study. Okay. You can write off 27% of your income year one owning a property because it's a depreciating asset. So what that means is just like a car, it's a physical object, the mm-hmm. roof, the HVAC, the, the property, right. you have to keep up with it. So they give you a credit for it. So say you buy buy a million dollars worth of property okay. with other people's money, not even your money. <laughs> right. You could write two hundred and seventy thousand dollars off your income. Wow. So say you made three hundred thousand dollars, you get taxed you're, on thirty. Wow. That's insane. People yeah. don't even realize that. Nah, it could I didn't literally know that. wipe out your tax bill. So yeah. I mean, if you paying any taxes right now, I'm gonna you get need all to go ahead back. and yeah, go yeah. ahead and do a cost sex study. I can help you with that. Yeah. And then you will literally and the good thing is the tax credits carry on to the next year. Wow. Until it's out. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. That's the power on the real estate, yeah. man. So look, we about to get ready to wrap up here, man. But um, man, before we wrap up, I just wanted to highlight, man, like Throughout your career, I've noticed like you always you have that attitude of I'm gonna figure it out. Right. I'm gonna get it done. And also the other side is you use your resources. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm. know if you noticed, but like you said, I was walking in the park. I mean, in the neighborhood, I asked my neighbor, "Hey, I want to put another property on my yeah. house." He put you on zoning game. Yeah. Now you know zoning game. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just like at the end of the day, you got to learn how to leverage your resources mm. to get you to that next level. And at the end of the day, if you got that mindset, you'll always figure things out. Yeah. Because 90% of business is done with people. Like yeah. skills is a part of it. I mean, technology and doc, certain things, you got to have like crazy skills. But in real estate, you ain't got to be that smart. No. I don't think you, do you feel like that? I, I do, man. I think it's. I don't it, feel like it, man. Like it, it's, I like I said, man, I think it's a lot easier than what, what, most okay, people so it's think easier. it is. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and you know that. Like, mm-hmm. the, the hardest part for what you do when you're coaching somebody, what's the hardest part? Getting them to take Getting that first step. Getting them to do it. Yes. Exactly. Once so they take the first step, they're off on their own. Exactly. But you got to get them out of the house first. You, you exactly. got to get them off the porch. Exactly. And that's, that's the hardest part. And I think that. I think getting off the porch is easier than what we make it out to be. It is. But, but it is intimidating sitting down, signing paperwork, and you see more zeros on that, on that, which you're signing like, yes, I'm going to pay this back. That's essentially what you're saying when you put that signature on the paper. Yeah. That, yes, I will pay this back. You know what stopped people? What? Their own, their own mindset, yeah. This right here, and this is yeah. why we started this show, man, because at the end of the day, you cannot let that invisible self. Just think of it like this. You got your left side, you got your right side. Whatever side you want to be, the positive, you got one positive, one negative. Whenever you about to make a decision, you got that negative self inside your ear telling you, don't do it. Mm. You're not going to be able to pay this back. Who you think you are trying to do this. And then the other side is you need to tap in with your positive self that's like, do it. You got this. You done got this far. You done figured all this out. And I think the caveat to that is even people, even, even we that do take those jumps, in the back of our mind, we still have those negative thoughts. Everybody we, do. And I think I think people look and be like, man, he's so confident. How does he do that? Blah, blah, blah. 
nah, bro. Like I'm second guessing myself every time. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we just going to get it done. We just go get it done. We just gonna like, go get it done. But day, those doubts are there. You let them doubts just go by. Yeah. You know that they go be there. But you let them just go by like a or, cloud or, or a car. Or, or they come on real strong when you're already too deep into it. And you're like, shit, I'm here now. Ain't nothing I can do. Like, what you am I going to do? never turn like, around, Yeah, bro. like framing is done. I can't yeah. stop building now. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, we got to exactly. finish it. What are we going to do? Exactly, bro. So, man, this was a dope conversation Absolutely. that we had, bro. I like that the viewers have been able to, like, get it from a different perspective. Because yeah. we've always have entrepreneurs on here that's yeah. full-time in the game. But, I mean, everybody's not built to be a full-time right. entrepreneur. Like, if you got a secure income, secure cash flow, you could get into this game. And like my man Dole just said, the hardest thing really is you starting off. So uh, what, what's like one piece of advice you want to leave our viewers with before we wrap up? Man, I would just say like if you have if you have the means, and, and I, see, I see people say this all the time, like I want to buy a house, but I want to mm-hmm. wait until I have a family. I want to wait until uh, I can afford the house that I want. I want The easiest way for you to afford the house that you want is to buy something now yes. because it all appreciates, bro. Yes. It appreciates at levels, what especially here in Nashville, it appreciates at levels that like are were unimaginable for me. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like yes. I, I didn't think that mm. I'd be sitting here with the net worth that I had now. Yes. Uh but yeah, just take that, take that first step. Yeah. Buy your first hundred and ten thousand dollar condo. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's not Do many it. of them left, but you Do know what I mean? <laughs> in the Midwest, man, there's some markets, man, that that has some opportunity. But like we said, bro, don't wait to buy real estate. Yeah. Buy real estate and wait. So, man, that's wrapping up another great episode of the Triple M podcast. Stay tuned in. Like, subscribe, comment, share the podcast with a friend. Tell that friend to share with three friends. Tell them to share with everybody. We need to get this in the ears of everybody because I truly believe we are moving into a place in our economy where, hey, that W-2 income might not be as secured as you think it is moving forward. So leverage your resources now. The time is always now. If you're thinking, when is it time to start? It is right now. It's never going to be a perfect time. Y'all stay tuned for our next episode. We'll be right back at it again next week. Peace.